what's eating you. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Coruscant Nights. Tonight on Coruscant Nights, I am joined by a voice familiar to many of you. It's our first time playing together. I'm very excited. Welcome to Sam from the Starbirds. Hola, and hello. Uh, how's, yeah. it, how's it going, Sam? <laughs> yeah, Do you want to talk about Starbirds for a second for anybody who hasn't listened to your amazing show yet? Nah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Self-promotion's it's, hard. It is. Self-promotion is really hard. Uh, it's fun to... Uh, you know, we we lean a lot into comedy and um, yeah, you know, just just banter. I think that's where most of our stuff is just ad lib banter. It's almost an audio drama. There are times where there's not much rolling. Uh, mm-hmm. Other times where there's a lot, but yeah, it's they, we try to get really deep into the characters. That's pretty much the uh, the Starbirds adventure uh, in a nutshell. Yeah, so. it's great. Who are you playing tonight? Uh, tonight I'll be playing Jock de Cathba, and uh, Jock is a Clatoonian. Uh, I even mispronounced it as Clatoonian on the Starbirds. Uh, it seems like it should be Clatoonian. Yeah, but... the spelling, there's an I there that sort of disappears, because when you say the planet, it's Clatooine, and when you say the the um, the group of people, the race, it's a it's just Clatoonian. Uh, so they kind of drop the I at some point, so... Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. Jock is a Clatoonian who is a an, a chef in training. Jock's mom works uh, on Narshada, and that's kind of where Jock grew up. Um, was there for a few years with her as she established, uh, helped establish the Heartache Bistro, uh, and turned it from sort of a seedy cantina. The restaurant really got uplifted. It's still a pretty seedy place, but uh, the food is fantastic. It has top-notch drinks, and uh, its reputation has changed into something at least a little more mm, palatable uh, for the the average adventurer, shall we say. And so Jock is sort of on walkabout, I guess, or on an adventure through the galaxy, finding new flavors, developing his skills, and trying to expand his knowledge of cuisine from all around the galaxy. And that and Jock's eventual goal is to create a, a diner, a restaurant, something that, uh, uh, yeah, would be appealing to as many people as possible. So, And he's a, a, a very friendly for a Clatoonian. Uh, the, the face of a Clatoonian is a lot like a bulldog, and that can mm-hmm. be off-putting. But once Jock gets a talking to you, that sort of, uh, you know, that... Uh, rough uh, or gruff exterior uh, quickly fades away very friendly guy great yeah so where is where is uh where is jock's journey i keep wanting to say jock but it's jock with a, uh, well, with a hard j it, it it really is jock uh and um you know i just i go back and forth between the two uh from time to time uh what was the question again sorry uh, where is uh jock's journey through a galaxy of flavors find him uh, winding up right now so i think right now uh jacques is working at ang's noodle house off dac avenue and really i think that there's an uh, jacques is beginning to explore sort of the the culinary mastery of making noodles uh from scratch sort of 
the the various sauces and whatnot that goes into that, um, which you know we don't have to make the whole show food related. But yeah, that's where oh, Jock is. The stuck. whole show is food is related. Food related. <laughs> yeah, there's a spaghetti monster. Do you, do you, <laughs> I don't know if you could see in in the Riverside uh, thing before before we started here what what I called this tentatively. <laughs> What's that? This is Night of the Living Bread. <laughs> Night of the Living Bread. Yes, I love it so much. <laughs> oh man! The, so at the at, dough at will Ames. rise again. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry. Uh, it's great. <laughs> at Ang's, I don't think Jock has made it to the front room yet. They've got the kitchen behind, and then they've got sort of the um, hibachi sort of grill thing with all the performance stuff out front. Mm-hmm. Do you want to paint a picture of the kitchen of Ang's Noodle House? Yeah, so uh, so so much familiarity with kitchens in my own life. I thought so. Yeah, yeah it's a, quite a lot, like twenty years worth. That's a uh, so yeah. I think that there is there's one wall which is really just dedicated to stovetops. There are pans. There are all manner of hot held uh, foods from you know tasty prawns and you know, various sauces, uh, a variety of meats that are sort of ready to get into a broth, you know, just simple strips of uh, various things. There's a lot of uh, delicious cut vegetables that are stored in coolers just behind, and it's really just a, um, a large rectangle with a door at one end where everything sort of flows out, and you've got, you know, tons of stovetops, you've got several ovens, you know, stacked three high and uh, farther back away from the door. Yeah. And so it's just, it, there's a clatter of metal. There's the the smell of the occasional uh, electric fire or, you know, what have you. Um, and then all that's being mixed together with these, just the, a variety of aromas, um, you know. So the average kitchen, probably the meat's the thing that, that is the <clears> most <throat> pungent as it cooks but you know i don't know <laughs> something like how that. uh how high up on the ang's noodle house food chain at least in the in the back do you think uh, jock is i think jock is just just a step above sort of a padawan as it were a trainee <laughs> yeah. uh so jock is really uh learning the sous chef side of things and uh this is not an area of expertise for him, he really specializes in his uh, flat cakes, his flapjacks, uh, which, you know, he's always trying to find something new that can be added to his menu. So he has this data pad that he's constantly jotting down notes, he's adjusting recipes, you know, and when people aren't looking or things get slower, he's working on something on the side that's going to be added yeah. to that future menu. But really, you know, Jock's a pretty humble uh, humble guy and is looking for ways to help the restaurant grow so yeah just yeah just sort of there under tutelage just making enough to to really just get a little place and continue the journey from there so okay cool i think before we get any further we should roll our force dice to see what our destiny pool looks like okay. i got two light side points i got one dark side point <laughs> not bad okay <laughs> Yeah, so Jock is is working in the kitchen. So the the night is winding down. Fewer and fewer orders are coming in, and the 
uh, owner and head chef, uh, Aang, this big sort of rotund Gungan, sort of boss and ass looking guy, mm-hmm. tells you to uh, start closing up for the night, which includes taking out the trash. What other sort of duties would, would Jock have as, as the restaurant was closing down? I think Jock is just a helper. So, you know, Jock's already got his station organized. Everything's cleaned, wiped down. Everything's covered for the night and coolers and all the dishes are being taken back. So Jock's probably still helping the dishwasher uh, potentially. He's moving into that uh, that phase of the close down, taking everything back and just helping run dishes. Cool. Uh, do we want to want to do a dishwashing roll? You want to see how well? Yeah, let's do how it. How well you close down this place for the night? <laughs> I'm getting uh, I'm getting flashbacks to my real life. Yeah, uh, what do you think that would be? Maybe coordinate. What do you think that would be? Maybe is like it, coordination, is it discipline, coordination. Yeah, okay. discipline's pretty good. I got oof. I mean, you're bad at it. I'm bad at it. Yeah. Uh, Resilience. It's the end of the night. Oh, probably that's working true. a long shift. Yeah, exactly. Jock, uh, you know, used to some kitchen work, so it's not quite as hard as it would be for a beginner. But still, at yeah. the end of a nine-hour shift of standing, it's uh, it can be a lot. So yeah, yeah. I think resilience is Your good. Choice. Resilience. All right, let's do an average res- resilience check. Wow. <laughs> okay. So uh, with uh, three green and two purple, uh, Jock rolls a zero successes and four advantages. Perhaps. Jock is not as familiar with this kitchen as he'd like to be and is moving dishes to places he thinks are great, but yeah, maybe maybe they're not as clean as they should be. The advantage is that the, maybe the dishwasher is really happy for the help. I, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> so I think with the with the failure, it's all taking a lot longer than you you really okay. need it to. Yeah. And the rest of the kitchen is is pretty much good to go for the night and and ang has let most of the other people leave at this point okay maybe jock just got almost sort of a promotion not really a promotion but like moved up from ang's noodle house two which is in the lower levels to ang's right. noodle house which is on dak yeah. avenue so things <laughs> things are a little different here a little bit different than yeah. what what he expects so your four advantages you your idea was that the uh the dishwasher is happy with you maybe yeah, maybe the advantage is that uh, Jock just says, you know, you, you could probably get out of here. I'll just finish this up. And the dishwasher's like, I love you. If you ever need anything, I got you. Yeah, you know? oh, I love you. If you, <laughs> not, if you ever need anything, I got you. <laughs> hey, you know, it's, uh, it's what I do. Like, I'm always looking to help, you know. I want to, you know, <laughs> got to be a member of the team. Huh. Well, huh. There's just one uh, one bag of trash left to go out back. I'll make sure the front's all locked up. Ang's uh, Ang's out here already. I got the lights. Uh, see you tomorrow or yeah. the next day. I think you got tomorrow off. Oh yeah, it's true. Oh, can't wait. Uh, I hear there's like this little. Uh, it's like almost like a bathhouse, and uh, you know, it's just so hot in this kitchen. I really need like a good steaming, you know. Uh, anyway, yeah. So- I don't know why I'm sharing all this with you, but yeah, sounds good. <laughs> all right, have a have a good night, Jock. We'll yeah. see you later. He yeah, you too. Exits exits through the front of the restaurant, turning the lights off to the everything except the space that you're working. You continue finishing up the dishes, and it's a little weird being in here without 
a bunch of other people and a bunch of other a bunch of noise. It's like, you know, when you go to a, a school after hours, there's just something strange about it. It's a place that should be busy and fil- filled with people. You finish up the last of the dishes and go to grab the the garbage. You take the bag out the back door and you hear the familiar sounds of uh, half a dozen loth cats waiting for scraps of food out in the back. And as you open the door, you see silhouetted the shape of a person. Oh. Silhouetted against the, the, the light from a lamppost down the alley. Hmm. Uh, Jock's, you know, Jock's first instinct, you know, even after, you know, spending a few years on Narshada where Jock should be far more wary than he is, his first instinct is, oh, it's got to be a friend. So I think that's just sort of like the the explorer in, in Jock is sort of a curious, you know, there's a lot, a lot of curiosity involved there. And Jock's like, hey, how's it going, man? Uh, what, what you got? What you got going on? Uh. They turn towards you and you see red fur-covered face of your friend, Tyver. Oh, Tyver. Jack, I wasn't expecting you to come out the back. Everyone else left through the front. Well, yeah, I had to take this last load of uh, trash out, you know? You think you take out 26 loads of trash, you think like, oh, it's got to be it. No, there's definitely one more. And then after you're done with that, you got to go get the trash out of the office, you know? Well, why do people eat food in the office, you know? Come on, man. It's for paper products only. Anyway. I have some exciting news. I don't don't know if you knew what I was up to today. You've got tomorrow off, right? I think I'm going to need your help. Oh, well, I did have like a sort of like a sauna experience planned, but... I could probably reschedule. Uh, so oh, no, you're gonna you're gonna like this. Okay. Uh, uh, look, and he points up into the sky, and you see just a few stars glinting through the the uh, the neon haze of of Coruscant. But you see one moving slowly across the sky, sort of blinking as it does. You see that? Oh yeah. Oh. I went to an auction today. Yeah? That is a little nice bit of salvage from the battle the other week. Oh. Kitchen supplies. Oh. They've got a full kitchen. Yeah. Oh, Got snap. it for steel. We can get, we can probably get most, mostly set up, but we got to haul it off of that ship. Okay. I mean, uh, you know, I'm a, s- a strong guy. I could uh, carry my fair, fair share here. I've got a wheelbarrow. Uh-huh. Well, uh, bring your wheelbarrow, I guess. Or hover barrow. Hover, hover barrel. Yeah, hover barrel. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I could, uh, I keep forgetting uh, where we are. But yeah, uh, I think with that, we could probably set up something pretty nice and maybe, he whispers, Luvang's behind? Probably lower levels. Not, not nothing fancy, but start, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, are you talking about, like, starting our own restaurant, you know, like having our own kitchen? And, yeah, that's uh, what you wanted, right? Yeah, I mean, oh, oh absolutely. Uh, I mean, I still I have... I mean, if you don't want it, you can come work at mine. Can't uh, promise I'd pay you better than Ang does, but... Well, you know, I mean, uh, it's, it is a great start. I, I mean, we 
let's just go check it out. I think we gotta we gotta get we gotta get in there and like really do a solid inventory. Uh, you know? Yeah, we do. I've got one other friend who's gonna join us tomorrow. I think you know Gus, right? Yeah, Gus. Uh, yeah. Rodian. Rodian. Yes, of course. Oh, uh, Guster. Yeah. Uh, classic, <laughs> classic Gus. <laughs> Always. Ready. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll head out. We'll head out in the morning. Uh, there's a big ship of people. Every pretty much everyone who wants something at the auction is gonna be heading up there. And yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, have a good night. Good luck with the trash. See you tomorrow. Uh, oh, all right. Uh, yeah, uh, Jock uh, reaches the uh, the dumpster and sort of puts in the last bit, uh, locks the lock, uh, clamping it closed across the top, and then uh, heads back in just to wash up and lock the lock the back door before leaving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want to describe the rest of your night, or should we go to the morning? Well, you know, I think uh, I-, I think that Jock does does like to do things after close so this is when you know the adrenaline of the night is still there but he jock doesn't have all the stuff he has to do with his hands all the work he has to do so his mind's still going but you know he can kind of think about plans in the future and jock likes to take his uh, ample sniffer uh his his nose and sort of go through the streets you know looking for delicious smells or sniffing for delicious smells. And so Jock sort of hangs out, you know, behind late night diners, sort of catching wafts of things. He'll go in in the diner and take a look at their menu, take a to-go menu with them and see sort of what sort of flavors they're combining. Uh, this is just something that's always going in the back of Jock's mind. Like this menu is is an obsession for him. And of course the, the flapjacks are, you know, that's what he wants to be his classic dish. And he's already got that down, but he really wants it to be, like I said, more expansive. So, yeah, he sort of wanders around for a few hours, you know, trying to find some great smells. And eventually, uh, eventually, you know, finds his way back to his, you know, probably pretty small living space. You know, just what yeah. he, he can afford on. Uh, he's on got a, a he's got a menu for the uh, Little Cabana, which is Gungan food, Zabrak style. Okay. <laughs> Yes, uh, what is that? What, what what would that look like? A lot of hard. I think it's <laughs> hard boiled eggs. A lot of hard boiled eggs. Uh... Yeah, amphibians. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I have no idea what Zabrax would eat, but I feel like they would they would be very spicy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's a very spicy Gungan food. Right. And Jock sort of pouring over the menu is like no, like I refuse to use bantha chili on any of my dishes. Uh, it's just not. It's just not. It's not okay. Such a gentle creature, you know. It's not, nope, not happening. Sort of goes through the menu, muttering to himself. You know, finds a couple. You know, I just don't know enough like Star Wars ingredients. I guess you kind of have to make them up. Let's see, we got uh, fruits. Uh, there's lots of fruits. There's Jogan fruit. There's Meluruns. Meluruns, yeah. There's a lot. I've got a cookbook on the shelf right behind me. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Jock's looking at all these fruits. And he's like, "Great topping, great topping, phenomenal topping, great topping." He's like, oh, it's like eight different toppings for pancakes right here." Like, "Oh, meluron, oh yeah, maybe like a compote, yes." Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, uh, tucks it into uh, sort of a 
a pocket behind his apron. Oh, I haven't even described what Jock sort of looks like. Yeah. So Jock has, you know, as he's getting on sort of like a messenger bag style thing, poking out of the back of it is his really big skillet. It's got, uh, it's a cast iron skillet. Really, really large, almost a almost a foot and a half in diameter. Wow. Huge handle. And it's just... Well, Jock's a big guy, right? J- Jock's, Jock's rather large, so like 6'4 or so, 270 pounds. You know, kind of looks like the average Clatoonian and, you know, sort of sort of uh, presented as bigger uh, throughout Star Wars. Um, you know, and, uh, and across the front of the messenger bag is sort of a bandolier of, you know, he's got spatulas, he's got measuring cups. He's even won a couple of uh, little minor, or maybe he came in third in a few like little cooking contests. And he has these little, he has a little gold measuring cup that has an inscription, third place, uh, you know, Corellian sector, a mini cook-off, you know, and it's sort of hanging off uh, in the in the bandolier. And yeah, anyway, and then he's wearing sort of underneath that, sort of wearing like a thick apron sort of a like a leather uh, style apron yeah yeah that's pretty much it he just wears apron everywhere yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, and and getting home I'm imagining a small apartment somewhere on one of the dressers there's this uh, prized signed photo of uh, him like arms around Fry Kiri both of them giving a thumbs up signed (laughs) yes (laughs) absolutely and then I think there's there's also like a wall, almost like those conspiracy theory walls, where mm-hmm. there's there's ingredients and they're <laughs> sort of connected by red string, and it's it's folk it's you know then it's pointing over to you know the flapjacks in the middle, and he can sort of like take the toppings and add them together. He's doing sort of mad science on the wall, you know, with uh, with bits of craft paper. So <laughs> he's written it all out. I think Jock just sort of stretches. Oh, so much flavor. Oh, so much flavor. Getting real, getting real tuckered. Sort of just uh, pulls the messenger bag off and just slumps over as sort of the adrenaline starts to fade off and the, <laughs> you know, it just, it, it sleep is almost instantaneous, I think, for, for Jock. The next morning, after a, what I can assume is a hearty breakfast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jock meets up with Tyver and, and Gus at the docks. There is a transport ship going out to the the ship that's in orbit. And uh, there's a, a group of people, maybe a, a dozen or so people who are boarding. You see other people with like hover sleds and, and things to uh, take things out of this ship. Tools and, and stuff. At least one load lifter. Uh, Jacques is pushing the the hover barrel, uh, as it were. Sort of got like one rickety handle, and uh, you know, sort of. It, it's almost like it when it's sliding forward. It's also like sliding sideways a little bit. So Jacques, yeah, it's Jacques, almost like it's got a bad wheel, <laughs> right. even though it doesn't have wheels. <laughs> even though it doesn't have wheels, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. You just have to keep pressure on one side right. when you're pushing, so that it doesn't turn to the other the other direction. Yeah. I see you brought the hover barrow. Yeah, uh, you know, it's uh, I, I figured if we had to carry something, we just we could at least balance it on this. I don't know. Huh. Yeah, that's gonna be handy. Yeah, 
you you meet up with Tyver and, and Gus. Tyver is a uh, Deveronian. He's got the uh, red sort of lightly fur covered skin of a Deveronian with the with the two black dots on the forehead. Mm-hmm. And Gus is a Rodian who is purple. Mm-hmm. They both look like they are ready to carry heavy stuff. They're wearing like light clothing, ready to probably get pretty sweaty, inventorying and moving stuff around. Yeah. The ship loads up, everybody gets aboard, and it takes off from Coruscant. As it does, Tyver sort of explains the, the deal. This ship, uh, I guess something happened to it during the, during the battle. All, all of its escape pods are gone, and nobody knows who owns it? Uh, I mean, it's not a military vessel or anything like that. So, but yeah, it it was sort of like a, I wouldn't say like a pleasure yacht, but it's if a shopping center could also be a ship. Yeah, uh, that's a that's an interesting way to describe it. So there's there's a food court, I guess. Because and... basically, there's a food court. Okay. So there's a couple different kitchens, and we've got rights to two of them. Oh wow! Yeah. Other people, they wanted, like, the cargo and stuff like that, so load lifter. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you know what to expect? I don't know. I don't know what they were cooking, so I don't know what to expect. Hopefully good stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, it, look, if there's any skillets of any value, we've got to grab those because you can never have enough skillets, this much I know. Also, if they've got any of the, the, the T-56 ovens or any, any good equipment we can make salvage of you know and even if we don't keep it all we could sell some of it for more supplies so it's a it's a win-win you know did did you really bring a skillet with you gus says they look over your shoulder look you never know when you're gonna need flapjacks okay i've even brought my special sauce i've got it right here i'm a bandolier we're gonna be carrying really heavy stuff and you brought like what a five pound skillet I think it's at least five pounds, right? It's like 15 pounds, Matt. It's, 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 this thing is truly something. Uh, but, you know, they make them out of lighter metals. Well, that's the thing, though. See, the light metals heat up in a different way. And that expansion process, you lose that innate flavor. Every time you cook a flapjack, there's this tiny little thin layer of burnt, you know, right on the edge. And it's just, it that seals in, and over time, that skillet just it gains a character all its own when i think about cooking i think you know at this point uh they're like <laughs> please they're just rubbing their the tops of their their uh, you know their foreheads like please stop this just gus in particular <laughs> is not a food person <laughs> and <laughs> they're like tyver's neighbor or something and jock's just waxing you know grandiloquent about the joys of cooking and you know, and it's, I think it's probably, uh, it's probably annoying for at least one of them. <laughs> That's the, uh, <clears throat> the scene, I guess. Pretty soon the ship comes into view through the viewports. It is pretty big, very long and sort of sleek. Probably Mon Calamari. Mm. It gets closer and closer and, uh, you still, I think, I think it's pretty much all you can see out the windows. Just that and the dark void of space. People sort of slightly push towards the doors as 
as you near it, and eventually you hear the hiss and clamp of the, the docking mechanisms. The door slides open to a dark, dark space. The load lifter goes first. Yeah, I think Jacques probably uh, hangs back. He's like, oh, just hang back. You know, this this hover barrel has got like a mind of its own, you know. <laughs> it's, it's just like, let's just let's let everybody else clear out. I mean, who's going for the kitchens anyway, right? It's just us. Uh, Jacques is looking around. Can Jacques roll a perception to see if there's any other potential chefs? I don't even know if that would be. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, this would be, yeah, perception, right? Yeah, I think so. It's easy. It's one one purple. All right. All right. I got two green and one purple. Oh, wow. Uh, three successes, one threat. One person was hovering close while you were waxing poetic about the art of cooking. <laughs> they move off with two other people, and you can uh, see as they move off the back of one of their shirts is the logo of... Maybe Golden Gundark uh, Kitchen, you know, like the kitchen. It's the logo of, uh, <laughs> you. this is new, uh, new in town. Um, Golden Gundark Catering. Catering, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. I'm guessing the threat, yeah, the threat is <laughs> also. Golden Gundark. <laughs> yeah. So they have quite a lot of money. <laughs> to, yeah, uh, and uh, quite a lot of muscle. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, the, the one wearing the shirt is... A nikdo, a green green nikdo with sort of the the frills around their face, and the other two flanking the nikdo are two big tough aqualish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, everybody else sort of gets in their groups of three or four people and spread out in this long. It seems like a long hallway. Right. It's very dim. There's only some emergency lighting here and there. Yeah. Do you think uh, Jock uh, asks Tiver and Gus? Uh, did anybody uh, bring a, a glow rod or a, a glow stick or something? Uh, you guys? I assumed this place would be lit. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't bring anything. Uh, uh, somebody's. I'm sure somebody's looking for to get the power back on. Right. Yeah. Well, maybe each of the each of the spots in the food court will have their own uh, power source or. No, it's or possible. A, a connector uh, to the main generator. I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't really know much about. Uh, I don't really know much about ships, actually. So, uh, uh, Gus says, "What? Are you, are you scared of the dark?" Well, no. It's just uh, maybe a little bit. <laughs> you know, a, a kitchen's uh, best friend is great lighting. You know, <laughs> there's so much that can it's hide. Fine. I'll I'll go try and find the power. I'll get it back on. You two start, start, uh, I don't know, see what you can find. So, uh, Jacques would like to sort of, uh, follow behind the three from the, the Gundark, uh, uh -huh. casino catering and, uh, sort of, sort of look for a, uh, you know, see where they're heading first. If they have some idea of what might be on the ship and then, yeah. you know, sc scoping that out essentially. So they're just within distance in the gloom of this ship and jock and tyver follow them they make their way you can see as they go the nikdo pull out a data pad at some point you can see the glow off in the distance and he points and they all go in that direction hmm. 
Tiver also has a, a, a data pad with uh, an inventory and what information there is about the ship. And as you follow along, you, you pass quiet rooms off to the left and right and make your way to this big open space. You can hear the footsteps echoing. No sign of any of the other groups. I think there were three other groups of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Jacques needs more light on the subject, and so is going to sort of look around for uh, sort of like a maintenance area or, you know, like a, like a, a custodian's closet, something where you might be able to find a flashlight. You know, obviously, if there's some kind of a power surge or something and lights go out, you know, they've got a, you know, uh, sorry, uh, sorry, glow rod. Looking for some kind of a glow rod. A glow rod. Yeah, exactly. I think you you can spot on some like archways here and there. Like you would find a an emergency kit or something that would have uh, a glow rod and first aid stuff and a uh, flare or something in the in them. Yeah, okay. I think you could find something pretty easily. Okay. Yeah. So I think Jacques is like uh, Tiver. Uh, look. Here, man. There. Take this and hold that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're, Good idea. Hold on to this first aid kit. You know, like all these, this dark area. We're going into kitchens. You know, who knows? Uh, just just, just hold on to that. And uh, clicks on the, uh, the glow rod and starts scanning. I think, you know, if it's sort of like a food court style, I'm sort of looking for... Yeah, high ceilings. Yeah. I'm sort of looking for names, uh for restaurants or kiosks or whatever and boy i didn't think that we i would have to come up with names for <laughs> this many names for restaurants well you know maybe they i could just uh determine what kind they are like you know this yeah place. Yeah. yeah i don't know you uh you look around for the the ones that you are here for one thing you notice about this place you notice this as soon as the doors to the ship slid open it's freezing cold oh but you you do spot the ones you are looking for they are all variants of mon calamari or quarren a lot of seafood Mm -hmm. names a lot of clever seafood names that i'm not thinking of right now (laughs) yeah yeah i think uh jacques one oh there it is yeah 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 Oh, this this is this is great. This has got to be the breakfast area. Yep, yep. This is it. Yep. And uh, uh, we own everything in this restaurant. Oh, nice. So we just need to decide what's important, what we can take now, what we have to come back for. Right. So I think Jacques is really looking for those big, uh, those big value items. Do you think there might be a way that Jacques could tag it? As far as like, hey, this is our oven or something. Or I guess we own the whole thing, so we're just gonna have to come back for the ovens. But yeah, yeah. So Jacques will go with gonna the have to, like rent a load lifter. Right, right. Yeah, not this uh, hover barrow. Uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but you can get you can get utensils. You can get yeah, true pots and pans. And if there's any particular spices in the fridge you're looking for. Oh right. Oh, I didn't even think about the flavors. Oh. Yeah, so Jock goes through with a glow rod and is sort of scanning the small fridges up front. Uh, you can see a number of like fizzy drinks uh, still in there, I'm guessing. Uh, mm-hmm. Sort of pans back through. There's a full spice rack. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All of Not this. only that, as you're looking, you see that there are still pans on the stove with food in them. There are still 
plates on the tables with half-eaten food. Uh, okay. You know, I'm not always the quickest on the draw, Tyver, but let me ask you something. Does it just look like this place was abandoned, like, all at once, buddy? Uh, Yeah, it does. I assume it's because the Battle of Coruscant happened, but... Oh, that's true, yeah. I don't don't know how long the ship's been drifting here, so... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. This is giving me, like, just the heebie-jeebies. It's making me all... Oh, wiggly smiggly. I don't know. uh, There's a big crash. I'd like a fear check. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of Coruscant Nights. Thank you to Sam from the Starboards podcast for playing on these episodes. If you like Coruscant Nights, be sure to check out our other shows, The Other Place, Tales from the Grey Library, and Lone Gamers of the Apocalypse. And be sure to check out our Patreon. Currently on the Patreon, Doug and I are releasing Bad Batch Boys, a podcast where I make Doug watch all of the Star Wars things that he hasn't seen. We're currently doing a deep dive into The Clone Wars Season 7, with episodes releasing every other week. Coruscant Nights is a production of Nightcast Creative. You can find more info about us and all of our other shows at nightcastcreative.com.